ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, thank you to everyone who tagged us in their Spotify wrapped. If we made it onto your 2023 Spotify wrapped podcast this year, it was so fun to see all of them. Um, and if you hear, are hearing this and we were on yours this year, send us a note we would love to see and we were so excited about all of the growth that we had this year so thank you so much to all of you listening it was really great to see those results so continue to rate review subscribe <laughs> Jacqueline <laughs> why are you laughing at me I'm thankful. I am thankful too honestly if we are on your Spotify wrapped you have amazing taste in podcasts so well mm-hmm. done. And you're you're probably most likely to live in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> I was I was Cambridge. Cambridge. Oh it was some other random place in Massachusetts. It wasn't Cambridge. I was somewhere in Massachusetts that I didn't see a single other person get. But mm. also I don't really use Spotify. I'm an Apple music user. <laughs> so I feel like my results are skewed. Oh my gosh. Who is your top artist? I'm just curious. Taylor Swift, but I don't listen to her on, I only listen to my Spotify on my Google home and I like, I just put on playlists. So I think that like it was skewed because she's on the playlist, but I don't, I mean, I like her a lot, but it it wouldn't have been what I typically play. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm, I felt that the results weren't the data indicative of like what my actual top would have been. It was like her and Nora Jones. And I'm like, that's kind of, I guess, what I play when I'm cleaning. So it makes sense. Mine was also Taylor Swift, but like, I feel like they shouldn't even put her into the data for, it's like assumed. <laughs> yeah, she was my, my number two. was Lana Del Rey, who has historically before last year and the year before has historically been my number one for the four years prior. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Who was yours, Thomas? My number one was Sabrina Carpenter. My number two was Taylor Swift. Okay, Sabrina, I think, was my third or fourth. Um, Bet You Wanna was my fifth or fourth most listened to song this year. <laughs> uh, I was dead at what she said this week when they were, like, asking her about, like, shooting her music video in that church. And she was like, we got approval beforehand. And Jesus was a carpenter. Iconic. Yeah. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, enough about us. Let's get back to CRU. So, um... um- Wait, I haven't introduced the episode, Thomas. Oh, yeah, go for it. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) I'm too excited. So we are recapping Greek season three, episode 18, Camp Buy Me Love. And the original air date was March 15th, 2010. It was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Jessica O'Toole, and Amy Rarden. The IMDb summary was the tension between Casey and Kathy continues. And the whole episode is like 80s rom-com themed. Yeah, it's super amazing. cute. Did you guys ever see Can't Buy Me Love? No. I feel Patrick like I saw it once. Patrick Dempsey's debut. It's a oh, really... When he... Wait, I feel like I have. Is somebody a nerd in it and then pretending not to be a nerd? Well, but Patrick I guess Dempsey Benny... is a nerd. 
And there's this really popular girl and she borrows her mom's white leather suit for a party that her mom says she can't borrow. And then it gets like red wine spilled on it. And there's only one more left at the mall. And it's like $800 or something crazy, which was like a lot of money. I mean, now, but also then. And Patrick Dempsey mows lawns for money. And so he has a bunch of money saved. He sees her at the mall, sees a business opportunity, pays for the outfit in exchange for her, her making him cool and pretending to date him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then he gets a big head about himself and then comes to regret it. Right. Similar yeah. to that movie, like I think it was called Smart Guy. Not the, well, not the show with the um, Taj Maori, the Disney movie, the decom about the kid who is so smart that he goes to college when he's like 13 yeah. and then pretends yes. when he gets there and then regrets it. Oh my gosh. Not Memories. familiar with that film. I'm familiar with it. Memories are flooding back as you say that. Yeah, that one, that one really did it for me as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the basis for a lot of them. Um, those movies you know mm-hmm. even go so far as to say it's close to she's all that you know yeah I was gonna say it kind of sounds like that <sighs> yeah the Addison Ray version <laughs> he's um, all that he's all that <laughs> okay so now let's dive right in um so as you probably remember in case you need a quick refresh the last episode ended on kind of a a somber note there was tension between Casey and Cappy she was upset about the major form um that was not filled out that she found in his room and she had just also said I almost kissed a guy tonight remember Mm -hmm. that happened in the final moments of the last episode so that's where we are and um Casey's now outside studying or like reading and Cappy comes over to her holding this extremely large bouquet of flowers. Like we don't even see that it's Cappy because it's completely covering his face. Mm-hmm. And he says, will you accept my apology? And right. she's like, not really feeling it. She's kind of like, oh, like this is kind of how you're going to say sorry. Yeah. We we find out they haven't spoken since Mardi Gras. But I'm like, They've when hardly, is this? Hardly spoken. They've hardly spoken. But also Casey looks so hot in this episode. Like, this starting in scene number one I was like I don't know if they're like doing her hair different doing her makeup different but she looked amazing I think too she looks really good in like I mean she always looks good but I think she looks really good in like the natural light that like when they do like outdoor scenes and this this episode has a lot of like outdoor scenes yeah yeah true um and it's because her eyes too are like kind of greenish so I think when they're like in the grass or like near trees like it kind of it like definitely pulls the color from her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as a color theorist, just kidding. I'm not. You could be. <laughs> I could be. Would you believe it after mm-hmm. I said that? Mm-hmm. Um. So Casey thanks him for the flowers and she hesitates. She very hesitantly accepts his apology. And he seems to think that he's only like the only thing he has to be sorry for is the fight that there's like nothing else that he should be sorry for. He's like, I'm sorry. We fought not like, I'm sorry about lying to you and like, yeah. And not considering the future. And she's like, well, when I thought I had a chance in Washington, like I thought you were going to declare a major, which means that you were serious about us after graduation, but now she's really rethinking everything. He says like, can't we just make out and move on? It's like, no, you cannot as adults. 
Casey just kind of, she's like, oh, I've got to go. Like, I actually originally typed the bell rings, but it's like basically the same sentiment. Like, there's no bell, but it's it's as if she's saved by the bell and just kind of gets up and goes. She mm-hmm. goes to class and Cappy's just kind of left there like, um, and she doesn't take the flowers either. She, he's just kind of there with the flowers. Well, because he stole them from a lawn. They're like lawn flowers. No, he said I didn't steal these from a lawn. Oh, I thought he said he did. No, he said I didn't steal these from a lawn this time because before he's taken given her flowers with like roots in them. Oh, I thought he was lying. Like, no, they're really nice. It's an expensive ass bouquet. It's like huge. Sorry. Um, but yeah, because the last time, remember, she put them in that bowl and they they had like a big clump of dirt in them. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. I, they, to be fair, they are really nice flowers. Like, it's like this would cost like easily like two or three hundred dollars. Yeah. Th- yeah I guess it's easier for him to spend a couple hundred bucks on flowers than apologize for not doing the one thing she asked of him oh yikes Cappy is not doing well for himself darn darn (laughs) (laughs) so now we are outside of Rusty and Ashley's marketing class and Ashley has her hair in like this really cute 80s style and she's trying out some options for 80s night at Dobbler's which is coming up and Ashley tells Rusty that he should come, but he's like, I don't know who I'd take because I'm in a complicated dating situation between Catherine and Dana. And Ashley's like, well, how serious is it with Catherine? And he's like, well, she did ask me to take her virginity, but I turned it down. Well, and he's like, I'm kind of dating Catherine. And I was like, what did I miss? Yeah, like dating? <laughs> but then we find out, of course, we didn't miss anything. He has... <laughs> he missed the cues here (laughs) yeah and Ashley's like seriously Rusty like after he says that he turned Catherine down and he's like or Ashley says well Catherine will most likely never talk to you again yeah she's like that's not happening by the way yeah and she says she's going to think that you think she's fat and he's like no she's not fat and Ashley's like well it doesn't matter she's mortified and you blew it case closed and we find out that he's called a lot and she is not picked up so it's like you're not kind of dating Catherine Rusty no he's definitely not in a complicated situation between the two of them no uh so then Professor Clarissa comes in with like 80s hair 80s outfit and she does a dance from Can't Buy Me Love 1987 which Ashley knows <laughs> she's the only one in the class who seems to be enthusiastic about this and she's thriving in this episode this is kind of like a ridiculous unit I mean like it sounds like it would be a fun unit to study but they're studying marketing in the 80s and how companies realized teens had buying power so they started to really market towards like younger audiences I mean honestly I took a lot more ambiguous classes in my <laughs> liberal arts degree. Yeah, that's that's actually very true. I'm like forgetting that. I guess as a professor, you get a lot of freedoms with, with the units you get to cover. Mm. I did just see that Harvard is offering a Taylor Swift class that like 300 people already signed up for. Mm-hmm. It's like called The World. They make it really hard and unenjoyable. yeah yeah they're probably like uh it's probably like a fun assignment it's like watch the eras tour movie then it's like write a 20 page paper on like that one motif that you noticed and bring it back to like freud right (laughs) um 
Okay, so now Ashley tells Rusty that he blew it, that since he blew it with Catherine, it solves his dating problem. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll go with Dana. And he's like, but what if Dana thinks I slept with Catherine and haven't talked to her since she told me she liked me? And Ashley's like, oh my gosh, Rusty. And Rusty's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go with Dana. Yeah. It's like, what a lovely way to start dating someone by default. Yeah. And also like, it's just like the paradox of choice he thought he had (laughs) is non-existent. It's like, I'm not so sure either of these are a choice at all. Yeah. Um, So more to come on that. (laughs) So now in the lab, Dana approaches Rusty and like when she approaches him, he burns himself Um, because I guess he's like so freaked out to see her and she's angry at Rusty at first. And she's like, don't pity me. And she starts like nervously twirling her hair so furiously that she actually gets her finger stuck in it. Cause she thinks at this point that Rusty and Catherine slept together and that she was like, she's like, don't pity or be nice to me just because you like went with Catherine that night. Mm -hmm. And Rusty's like, well, nothing happened with Catherine. And Dana's immediately so relieved, but like her finger still stuck in her hair. She looks like she's about to cry. She's so relieved. Yeah, yeah, it looks like this has, like, been, like, she hasn't slept because she's been thinking about this moment. Um, And then Rusty's, like, he, then Rusty just full-on, like, asks her out on Saturday night. And she's, like, oh, well, I'll have to think about it. Just kidding, of course I will. Like, she very quickly agrees. I'm just kind of, like, hesitantly... I was like, I feel like in all of these scenes at first, I was kind of just, um, I was, like, holding my breath. I was, like, I feel like something is is going to happen and I don't know what that is right yeah but I'm not feeling good I, I don't like Dana sorry oh, I, <laughs> I don't dislike her I just think like um I don't like this situation right now like I don't like that it's like Rusty is like I'm getting to choose between Catherine and Dana like I have all the choice here I don't like yeah, that. It's a little like weird. And just the fact that it's been so back and forth. But I guess people love that, right? So now we're in Casey and Ashley's room and they're chatting and Casey's holding Pussy Willow on the bed. And Casey's like, I don't know how someone would want to stay in college forever. It's like, yeah, I guess that's a fair question. Yeah. The question we've been asking <laughs> for the last also- three weeks. Like, Ashley, like, I think you might have been right, like, a few episodes back when she was, like, you guys aren't, like, a good match, when she was kind of mad at her, but, like, also responding to being maybe not the best match, at least right now. Yeah, and Ashley says, I don't want to be right about that. And she, Casey, I mean, Ashley's giving her good advice here, too. She's like, you need to address this with Cappy, like, not me. Then Casey's like, but how do you dress something with someone who says they might never graduate college, which is fair. It's like, and she's tried. How many times has she tried to dress it? And he's like, let's make out and get over it. And it's like, no. You would also think that the conversation would be forced like they'd be forced to have it when she said I almost cheated on you because of how upset I am by this like you, you would think, think that. that you'd have to talk about it like he yeah but he, alas that can like you or you would think at the very least he would be like if he still wants to be with her try harder and if it's like if that didn't affect you enough to try harder do you not want to be with her 
but he's like still kind of like in this little floating world of like none of this is like actually affecting me and it's yeah. fine and I, can I think he genuinely can't understand why it's a big deal like I think that's where the disconnect is like he genuinely mm-hmm. does not understand why she thinks this is a big deal right yeah which is really trying very hard a lot of times to express exactly how she feels and how it's affecting her right and Ashley's like well didn't you know that like this was how Cappy was when you got back together with him like why are you trying to change him now and Casey says I'm not trying to change him she's just like I'm freaked out because I think we're on completely different paths and Ashley just kind of ends the conversation being like you need to talk to Cappy about this Yeah. And also, I mean, that is kind of a fair point too, because before Cappy said, I'm going to try and declare a major and graduate, it was like under the assumption that he really wasn't going to do that. And Casey was kind of okay with it at the time. But now, like, I'm not saying it's right. And I get that she's like, as we catapult closer to their graduation date, like, it's becoming more clear, but she's right. When she got back together, it was like not under any like preconceived notions of decision. If you will make a decision. I mean, and I kind of see it from both sides too, because like, I feel like her asking him to like pick a major so that they can start moving is like not really asking him to change himself. It's just like take action. It's not, she's not even asking him to graduate. She's asking him to like graduate in the next three years when he's 25 years old. Or not know. even, she's asking him to set himself up to potentially. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a big There's ask. There's no guarantee here. Also, there was a point where they had gotten back together. And yes, like I agree with you that they never talked about it like as a circle, like as like a potential reason to not get back together. But it was like a topic of conversation before he made that big speech. Like they were kind of dancing around it and it was something that was really bothering her. So like if he felt this way, he should have never made that declaration. Even if he thought that was a possibility, because that's another like two months of her life that she could have gotten back and like not been as like in love with him and like not been as hard. Like, I don't know. He messed up at every turn here. Yeah, I I agree. Like he, it just is starting to come across as like inauthentic you, even him like yeah about her because it's like this is not really how you treat people you care about totally totally but I guess we kind of learn why he is the way he is yeah we're, we're gonna find out pretty soon so now um so now we're at Dobbler's and Evan's drinking a cheap beer. He's wallowing. He's reading about the economy. And like, we, I guess we have to remember too, the last time we saw Evan was like him calling Rebecca heartless in that alley behind Jennifer's <laughs> voice. Okay, line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Evan says he's depressed about Rebecca. Um. Oh, I should also mention Calvin approaches him. Did I mention that? No. Calvin approaches him and Evan tells him that he's depressed about Rebecca and he's like how could I be so stupid putting everything at risk and he also acknowledges he's like even our friendship Calvin which it's like yeah you did put things at risk you did yeah side eye the whole house at risk really yeah just to buy that Zales looking 
<laughs> icing. <laughs> it's totally icing by Claire's. <laughs> I I when I got a second look at it, it looked different this episode. I was like, okay, maybe it's like K jeweler. Yeah, he was hoping a kiss would begin with K. Right. <laughs> so Evan tells Calvin that Rebecca slept with someone else, but he doesn't know who it is. And he's like, he says he does care a little about who it was. Um, Like we can tell, like, even though he doesn't know, he kind of wants to know. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? I would. Really <laughs> yeah. Especially on that campus. Yes. Yeah. I feel like he's just assuming it's Cappy. I but think he asked. So. Oh, wait, no, because he's dating Casey. Yeah. So yeah. I guess he really does. And he did ask if it was, remember, he asked Rebecca point blank, was it Cappy? Right. Right. Yeah. So he has no idea. Hmm. And Calvin says that Grant went to Michigan to see Kylie Minogue. So he suggests that they go to the 80s party, like he and Evan, that they just kind of go and like have a good time together. I love that for uh, Grant. I know it's funny how like relevant Kylie Minogue is right now too well she's been relevant true 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 but she had like one of the biggest songs of like this year even like I'm sure that was a lot of but I feel like every couple years she does have like true I do love her so Evan tells then a bad joke and then says maybe if my jokes were better she wouldn't have cheated I don't remember what the joke was I couldn't even understand it. It was like, it, it was incomprehensible. It was so bad. And like Calvin can't laugh. He's just oh, kind of like smiled. Register that a joke was being made. It, it No, it was so terrible. It was a classic, terrible Evan joke because he's, as we've said so many times, not a funny person. And then he clocks it. He's like, yeah, maybe if I was, if my jokes are better. And Calvin <laughs> is also like, again, being the friend who like can step up and say the right thing. He's also like, by the way, like she did kind of seem like she genuinely liked you and she would talk to me about you, which is nice. Like, cause I think Evan is like really leaning into this narrative of like a used and abused boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's pulling a poor me. Yeah. Well, what was Evan? Yeah. Cause Calvin goes for what it's worth. I got the impression she liked you or I really, she really liked you. And Evan says it's about, it's worth about as much as this cheap beer. All right. Here you go. Here you go. And then this one's for you. It's a song played on the world's tiniest violin. (laughs) So now Rusty is walking around campus. He looks very like main character in an 80s movie right now. He's got like his backpack, his big sneakers, and he spots Catherine and then immediately turns around. Pivot, like turns on a dime, like feet just staying in place, but shifting directions immediately. Yeah, it was like comical the way he turned around that quickly. And then Catherine calls out to him and he says, hi, Catherine, I don't think you're fat. And she says, nor do I. <laughs> like, okay. I hate this constant reference. Like, I know. I know. It keeps coming up too. It's really driven a lot by Ashley. <laughs> I know it is. A- Ashley's character makes a lot of references to people's physical weight. Yeah. Uh, so she's a victim of her time. Right. True. So Rusty says that he, Rusty here, like, is assuming that Catherine's mad at him. And she explains that she's not mad at him and that his restraint was actually the height of chivalry. 
wait but at first he's like oh but you are mad at me and she goes I see my failure to return your seven voice messages did not go unnoticed (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah she's like more she's mortified by her actions and wants to move past this like in a very like business-like way he's like oh yeah of course we can move past this and then she laughs and says I guess we got through our first big fight and then like insinuates that they're in a relationship yeah and he's like, like like rusty we're all shouting through the screen like say something helpful here <laughs> like don't do this and he's just like uh, okay yeah. yeah and he's like she asks him then if he has a plan for tomorrow night and he says no which after we just saw him ask dana to hang out on saturday night and she's like perfect we can go to the 80s party at dobbler's and Rusty's like, just kind of frozen. All he had to do was say, I have plans and not take Dana to the 80s party and figure it out later. Like, yeah, he wanted to keep this like thing. I guess that's bad advice, but like still. He could, yeah, he could have just like been more honest with her up front. Yeah. Or he could have been even less honest and that still would have been better. If he had even given less up, like like Aaron said, just don't. Yeah, just be like, just I can't tomorrow thing. night. Give yeah, me a yeah. second. Oh, I have plans. Simple yeah. as that. And even even better, I have plans with my law partner. I don't know if that's better. Maybe not. Maybe not that. I would veto that one. <laughs> You're giving <laughs> that's a beaver advice. <laughs> so now we're in Cappy's room and Casey and Cappy are having a serious talk about graduation. Casey reminds him that she is graduating in May and that she might be leaving, but he keeps saying, well, you might be staying. And she's like, well, what if I leave? And then he's like, well, then we can do long distance. And she's like, for how long? 20 years until you graduate. Literally. It's at the, it's literally like, Cappy, just break up with her if that's what you like. You don't, I don't get it. Then get a girlfriend in Cypress Roads. Like, he's like, we don't have to deal with this until graduation. It's not until May. Okay, at this point, it's like the middle of February. So you're almost at March. That's two months away. Yeah. And I February is a short month, my dude. Like, I love the advice of staying in the moment, but I don't like how he's using it here. He's like, can we just stay in the moment? Like, yeah, can you not think about it as a, a cop out? He's not using it as like something like, oh, like I love just, you know, taking it day by day with you. Yeah. Cause it's like their moment, like the moment they're in is that they're seniors about to graduate. Like, right. They can't and get she, out of that. she makes this point in this conversation. She's like, I don't feel comfortable in our relationship unless we figure this out, which is like totally fair. Like, you can't expect her to just be on board and acting normal when she doesn't know where you're going to stand and like, 60 days like that's a huge ask for someone yeah so then Casey does say you can't be in college forever but in that moment like the door bursts open and we see these two adults in sort of like hippie attire enter and like right away I was like okay these have to be his parents um April and Tobias yeah Cappy calls them April and Tobias April is played by Leah Thompson, who is in Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was like, how and do she... I know her? I forgot to look her up. Do you know Zoe, Zoe she... Deutsch? Yeah. She's her mother. 
She's Zoe Deutsch's mother. Aaron. Zoe Deutsch. Lord. I have. Do you know Zoe Deutsch? Not personally, <laughs> but someone does. Oh really? Okay. Oh, well, I dated a guy who was like obsessed with her. He went to high school with her and was like really still wanting to like be very involved with her. And I was like, why? Like, why are you telling me this? Can we keep this in the pod? <laughs> Um, think about it yeah i'll think about it i'll I'll listen back and see he definitely doesn't listen to this and zoe deutsch actually (laughs) zoe if you're out there (laughs) if you are a listener a secret listener my beef isn't really with you it's with (laughs) it's with this guy um this mom is also didn't she play like the mom in that other abc family show switched at birth oh i think she did probably i, I mean, never watched it either familiar. i just remember the commercials for that show and being like you really didn't think that that you you thought that was your kid oh she wasn't switched up birth. yeah that those those the commercials were like incredibly dramatic they were, too they were really like i remember them sticking with me Oh, and the kids looked nothing like the other parents. Like they had very different looks. Yeah. So needless to say, Zoe Deutsch and Cappy, I guess, are kind of siblings. In a way. Um, also, it's really clear that Casey's never met them, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because C- Cappy is like, or Casey's kind of like, who are you as as um april goes up to her and is like you have beautiful eyes like i've heard so much about you you must be casey and then cappy introduces them as his parents and casey is shocked she's just like wow so now we're at capitao and there's a bunch of pledges like wearing like red track suits and black track suits and they're playing a life-size version of checkers mm-hmm. And Beaver asks Heath, he's like, what color am I again? And Heath says red. And then Beaver's like, damn it. Because I guess the red is like losing. (laughs) Um, Rusty approaches them and explains that he found himself dating two girls. And like Beaver and Heath kind of just look at him like they don't seem to really understand the predicament. But Heath does. He goes, I think one girl is too many. LOL. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and Beaver's like, there's nothing wrong with dating two girls. Just keep saying the word casual so that they know things are casual. God, and don't let them find out about each other. That's what he says. Oh gosh, great advice. Um, and Rusty's like, you think I can pull this off? Like this kind of gives him like a rush of confidence. And Beaver's but like, also, yeah. like rightfully skeptical that he would not be able to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, rightfully skeptical there. And like, I guess, because I think at this point too, Rusty was looking for Cappy. He just wasn't there. Um, So that's why he's like getting the advice from Beaver and Heath. But Rusty kind of comes to the conclusion that he's going to try to date Catherine and Dana and then just kind of make a decision from there. Not cool. Yeah, it's just like, like, I guess it's fine if they, he hadn't already like had that conversation with Dana. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, not like inherently wrong to like casually date two people like at the beginning, but he has led now Catherine thinks that they're in a relationship and Dana thinks that 
he's not dating Catherine at least mm-hmm. so. no he's made it pretty clear to like Dana like he like picked her like that's what he made it seem yeah. Like. yeah 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 and not great and, and also if anyone can is not capable of pulling some kind of like maneuver like this it's <laughs> it's rusty I mean he can I don't even know. Also, a victim of his own hubris. Right. And would he even want to? Like, we've seen him want to be in a full blown relationship with a girl that he, like, gave a pencil to in class. Like, I don't know that he wants to date two people at once. Anyway, now we see Evan in ZBZ with Casey. And he, like, is trying to get out of there as fast as possible because he doesn't want to see Rebecca. But Casey says it's fine because um, Rebecca's off visiting her mom which I thought was an interesting way to write her out of this episode. Yeah. Also, and, like, I forgot that Evan and Casey were kind of friends again. You're right. I, I think, mm-hmm. like, he's trying to be a lawyer, too. Yeah, they're studying yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, they didn't, they're doing they didn't say what for, but I'm assuming it's something like about that. Um, And so, yeah, so she's like, let's, we can just study at the ZBZ house because I only have an hour. I have to go meet Kathy and his parents. And Evan is like, ooh, wow. Like, I can't believe you're meeting April and Tobias because he obviously knows them because he went to camp with Kathy, the camp that they ran. And he says that they're the epitome of flaky hippies that never grew up. And Casey's like, well, they seem nice. Like, Kathy really loves them. And she's like, and that explains a lot about Kathy. And then she says, you know, I shouldn't be talking to you about my relationship problems. And that, like, his ears perk up at her saying that. Oh, it lights him up from within. I know. That there might be trouble in paradise. Truly a spark. A spark we haven't seen shine within Evan in months. And he's like, oh, like, there are problems? He's like, we don't have to talk about Cappy, but we can talk about you. You're never going to be somebody who's aimless. And he's just like sowing the seeds of doubt in Casey's mind about this thing, everything she's already like questioning about their relationship. Basically, he's like, you know, you're going to see that people like him never change. Like his parents are an indicator of that. Like they've been the same. They've been the same way always. He's just like them and he's never going to change either. And um, Dale comes in and he gives Casey a snack and then he, she's like, oh yeah, Evan, do you want one? And when she says Evan's name, Dale is like, you're Evan and he calls him the antagonizer of Rusty and the betrayer of Kathy (laughs) and he pulls the tray away yeah and he says Evan will only get a snack if he pries it out of his cold dead hands (laughs) loyal Uh, so then like (laughs) so Evan's still feeling sorry for himself this week sucks (laughs) and then some girls in the house walk by and are they like talking about him or are they laughing like i'm unsure like they like giggle at him there's like visibly cringe laugh a weird response but nonetheless he's like does everyone know that rebecca cheated on me and casey this is the best line casey has ever had she's like yeah it really sucks to get cheated on doesn't it and that's my gosh right up He's like, yeah, you're right. I'm really sorry. And then he admits, he's like, you know, Rebecca was always like very upfront with me what he wanted or what she wanted our relationship to be. Like I was the one that was trying to make make it something that it wasn't. So when he says like, I was making it something it wasn't, you see a little light bulb go off in Casey's head as if she's been doing that with Kathy, which 
in a way she has. So now Dana and Rusty are walking into the lab and he's enjoying some of these homemade maple bars that she made him. He's like, these are amazing. They sound, they sound quite good. And Dana was like, oh, you know, I saw Catherine on campus and she asked Rusty if they've talked since that night. And he says, no. And he like makes up this elaborate lie about her getting furious at him when he ended things with her and being so mad at him. And Dana's like, wow, I'm really sorry to hear she was so upset. But honestly, like she'll probably come to appreciate that you did the right thing and you didn't string her along like a quote, big fat jerk. And Rusty's like, yikes. That's in fact what he is doing. So now we're at KT and Casey like walks into the backyard and they've turned whatever they've either turned pledge chess into pledge checkers or pledge checkers into pledge chess. One yeah. of the two. Regardless, Beaver does not understand the rules of the game. And that's when like he kind of like leaves and Casey says to Cappy, you know, they'll talk about their whole situation when his parents leave. They're kind of deciding to put a pin in it um, while his parents are visiting. And then April and Tobias come like come into the backyard and they apologize because they're early to meet them for a while. Are they early or are they late? I think they're early. Late. Oh, late. They're talking to that person about the campsite. Right. And Tobias is like, I always lose track of time when I'm baked. And you see Casey like, and he goes, I'm just kidding. People get freaked out by hippie parents. It's like, okay. (laughs) Maybe when they talk really weird like that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe when you're acting odd, it's not the fact that you're a hippie. It's that you're acting bizarre. Um, and then April is like, oh, well, we just got caught up. We met this guy at the gas station and he told us about a great campground. So we're thinking we just skip lunch and go camping. No, my, my worst nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. I, I was all three say- of us, imagine any one of the three of us going on a camping trip. Who do you oh. think would be the best at it out of the three of us? Thomas probably you think? really oh, yeah Thomas is from Colorado yeah exactly that's I don't know about that. that I think we all would be really good at getting all of us out of the situation as fast as possible right. yeah I don't think um yeah I think we would almost like never put ourselves even in that situation but like if we get to 200 reviews we will go on or if we get to 200 five-star reviews we will go on a camping trip no, we'll go to Dick's Sporting Goods and look at the camp section. <laughs> yeah, we'll consider. We'll make a camping mood board. My parents um, like, really tried to make camping happen for us when we were growing up, even though I don't think either of them liked it. And it was like, it was always ending and driving home in the middle of the night. <laughs> really? I camped a lot when I was little. Me and my dad did it a lot because we were in the knockoff Girl Scouts. Um, I, yeah, no, we... Uh, but that's not to say that I was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wasn't relying on you to be (laughs) chopping wood yeah so Casey is like I don't have the equipment for that and Cappy like he does say he's like no no it's fine like we'll just do lunch and then April like pulls Casey aside and is like you know I'm sorry if I came on strong with camping but we thought it was a good place uh, to go because Cappy loves it so much and we have a lot of things we need to discuss with him like she says future stuff that we have to yeah. talk to. 
about. And yeah. this Casey is like amazing. It sounds like they're going to talk to him about graduating. Like this is perfect. I think she thinks they can maybe like tag team him to talk about graduation. And it couldn't be more obvious in this moment that they are definitely on different pages, whatever this conversation. Of course. I mean, they're, comp- they couldn't be more different people. I'll tell you that like April and Casey, they are complete and total opposites. Also <laughs> in this scene, um, Casey, like there are a few times throughout this episode where Casey is like trying to call them by their last name uh-huh. and they won't let her because we're like not allowed to know Kathy's last name. Yeah. But they're like, please, please. No. I kind of love that, that it's like it has yeah. to be a secret. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Casey's like, you know what? That sounds nice. I'm going to rustle up a sleeping bag. Let's go camping. So Rusty comes into ZVZ to trauma dump and he's asking Ashley or Ashley's like sitting on the couch. She's like, what shoe should I pick? You know, for 80s night. He's like, I don't know. I need your advice. Cuts right to the chase. And we also are kind of getting the idea that that credit plus card might be reopened with all the the shopping she's been doing. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, perfect. I can give you dating advice. You know, I've been up all night watching 80s movies. And he says, is it possible for a guy to date two girls at once without lying or being a jerk? And like, Ashley is the wrong person to ask this to because she's just been cheated on by her serious boyfriend. And she's like, you know how I feel about that. He's like, I don't want to be like Fisher, but Catherine and Dana still like me. And Beaver says I should just date both of them, which I do appreciate that Rusty was looking for an alternate opinion. Like he, at least his gut told him that Beaver was not correct. And as um, disgusted to find out he's even asked Beaver about this. Yeah, she's like, are you serious? And she's like, this is, you know, the situation's easy. Dana's the girl for you. And he's like, you're right. She's like, Catherine, I think she calls her like a leggy blonde or I forget what she like describes her as, but basically he just she describes her as like the girl in the movie that's like gonna get the guy like a different guy the preppy jackass she says Mm -hmm. the preppy jackass verbiage yeah and um he's like you know what you're right it just feels right with dana and ash is like you know okay you need to go tell Catherine the truth though that you're not dating her and so there is april tobias casey and gabby are in the woods and cat casey's vanilla body spray is attracting (laughs) hordes of mosquitoes and she's like getting eaten alive by them and cappy's like you know i'm really sorry we're missing the 80s party Uh, but the 80s were a dark time anyway (laughs) and he's like but i did want to see you in your madonna pointy cones costume and she says oh well i might have brought it with me and this gets Cappy very excited he thinks that things are getting back to normal and that they're gonna have sex and he's like we should go sneak off somewhere and she's like no no i don't want to miss any more young Cappy stories and then that's when we learn that apparently Cappy wore hemp diapers until he was five oh i didn't hear the part of that being hemp yes they were hemp but also five he was in body trained till he was five that's really not something i would be wanting to hear anything about. yeah it's kind of like sad it's kind of it's not like necessarily a funny story it's more like why that's a developmental like that's not good like they don't let you into preschool 
if you aren't party trained. So that's why they say like his dad is like, yeah, that's why we homeschooled him because he didn't know how to go to the bathroom. And they kind of talk about like not having like any sort of shame. I know. And so they kind of talk about a Cappy being homeschooled and like how they moved around all the time. And Casey just like can't imagine this as a reality. Like she's like, I could never have moved. Like I cried when my friend down the street moved like a few blocks away. And they moved houses down the street and she cried for a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I feel like I would do the same thing. 100%. When you're little, like stability is so important. I feel like, and like, obviously like people move for different reasons, but it seemed like they really didn't consider how it would affect him at all. And um, they were very like nomadic, it seems like. Anyway, so Casey, or so that's when Casey like brings up like to April, oh, like, didn't you want to talk to Kathy about something? And she's like, no, no, not just yet. And then she takes out her pan flute, plays a little ditty. Of all things to take out a pan flute. I know, I, I know. Um, So now we see Calvin getting ready for the 80s party I think it's like Eddie Murphy's outfit from Raw Evan says yeah and Evan's playing video games and still sulking and uh Calvin is like well what are you gonna wear and Evan says he's just gonna take his socks off and he's like I just like can't he's ruminating like he cannot stop thinking about how he gave this necklace to Rebecca like almost you know messed up his relationship with the house and it's just sitting somewhere in her room and Calvin's like, okay, you know what? I can't take any more of this. You got to get over her. We're going to get the necklace back. And Evan's like, how would we even do that? And Calvin says he has well, some. Of- he's like, no, no, I'm taking the high road. But yeah, as if Evan's ever done that in his life. I think he thinks he is. <laughs> um, and Calvin's like, I got someone on the inside to get us in. And immediately Evan's like, okay, <laughs> sure. I mean, also, I hate that Calvin suggested this. I know. It is a little like, you're Rebecca's friend. You're Rebecca's friend. And like, I think he could have asked her for it back and she would have happily given it to him. Yeah, but he never would have done that. No, I know. But like, is that less embarrassing than stealing it and her knowing you? Like, she's going to notice she's going to know you take it. Another questionable choice from Evan. So now they're still sitting around like the fire pit and Casey asks like, oh, so should we set up the other tent? And they're like, "Hmm, there's just one. So they're going to be sleeping in the tent with April, Tobias, Kathy, and Casey. It's a tiny little tent too. Um, And Tobias is like, oh, do you want some more soy mores? Because they're like vegan. And that's when they talk about like how Kathy made the vegetarian patties they're enjoying like the burgers and how he got like a some scholarship money from some kind of wheat factory or something and april's like he's so smart like he has a pretty much a free ride to cru which is crazy like we never knew how he got in or like what their financial situation was in case he's like i know he's really smart he's taken so many classes that he probably has enough credits to graduate and this is where we see where Kathy's line of thinking comes from. Because immediately both of his parents are like, oh my God, but he should stay at CRU for as long as he wants. Like, you you should just take as many classes as you want to take. Enjoy yourself. They actually say that he's rushing it. Yeah. yeah. Don't rush yourself. And Kathy's like, no, don't worry. Like, Casey, 
mom, dad, like, or actually April Tobias, I'm not rushing myself. He assures them he's not. And Casey's like, well, what are you going to do when your scholarship money like runs out? And this is where April says that they have inheritance from her father's ostrich farm. So <laughs> Cappy's like a rich ostrich farm Nepo baby question mark. I didn't even know there was money in ostrich. I probably for like dark reasons. Like I feel like they probably use like their feathers or something. So are they rich? It sounds kind of like that. It would take a bigger understanding of the ostrich industry for me to confidently answer that. She, the way that April says it, it's as if he could be in college for as long as he wants living off his ostrich farm money. So I'm going to take it that at face value and say that Cappy's an echo baby. Mm, maybe who has a trust fund of sorts yeah so well to an ostrich empire well he did buy those flowers remember whoa yeah you're right it's all coming together and i feel like secret society is like will pick people who have inherited wealth oh copy is is secretly rich i think we're learning Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. now yeah and he goes by a nickname another sign of someone being wealthy so this is when Casey's just like had enough. She's like, this is crazy to stay in college forever. Yeah, Tobias and that like, would rightfully set me. Oh yeah. Like sh- this is her tipping point. She thought she could count on them to like be voices of reason, which we knew was wrong, but still I get it. And Tobias is like, we believe that life is about doing what you need to do and not what society tells you to do. And like we've said, Casey, she's an institution gal. She believes that life is doing what other people tell you to do. Like, this is a very big difference in just how they approach the world. Well, it's also like, okay, that would be maybe understandable advice if he was like really perfecting like his knowledge in a specific area, was right. really working on his craft, but he's just like listlessly jumping from random class to random class where it's like, okay, that's fine. If you're like encouraging like grad school, okay, go get your PhD, whatever. You don't need to get a job. Yeah, sure. Right. But they're like, who needs a bachelor's degree? Totally. Yeah. Like you're not even accomplishing anything. And it's also, it's not like his passion is for anything, but partying. Like, right. yeah, that's, that's what like, he wants to spend his time doing. Yeah to stay because of the school he's wanting to stay because he doesn't know how to be in any environment not Greek row right and so Cappy kind of leans over to Casey and he's like I thought that you were going to back off of this and she's like I can't and she kind of storms off which again totally understand this I would it's also just like so unattractive like how gross would it be to be getting ready to graduate and probably go to law school and your serious boyfriend is like, I want to be in college forever. For and forever. Seeing a glimpse of the in-law situation. Right. On not top even of the, the already deteriorating foundation. Yeah, not even that ostrich farm money would be enough to make me stay. Make you stay in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. So now resolution. No <laughs> what? We know Evan would take her back if she's looking for the cash. Right. Well, he doesn't have that either. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe what? Evan's brother. Mm. He, he doesn't have it either. Oh, is true. There, is there third chambers? Well, we know he um, has 50,000. The dad. You know he has 50,000. 
Casey can go for Mr. Chambers. So now Rusty shows up at Catherine's dorm room and, you know, he knocks on her door and he just flat out is like, I can't see you. Any- I can't go out with you. Like, I'm seeing Dana. And she's sad and she's like, why? Like, is it because I'm weird? And he's like, no, like, Dana's weird. Which I did laugh at. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, is- this this broke my heart. She was, it's because I'm a whore. I know. Well, also when she said, is it because I'm weird? I like, I don't like the act of pitying people, but I said, oh, I felt that too. This is really good acting. Well, also because like when someone is kind of dumping you, this is where you're, you think, you know, you're the problem. And he does assure her that it's not, he's like, you're not a horror. And she's like, I'm just disappointed. You know, I thought that I had found my match in you. And she's like, I know I came on strong, but I was just so excited to find a fellow amalgam. Mm-hmm. And then she gives a speech. She's like, you know, I knew that like, if anyone was going to understand, like getting excited over a textbook and like all of these other things, like you would have understood that. And then you can see Rusty like take in what she's saying and like start to rethink. But before he can say anything, she like closes the door, say, okay, goodbye, Rusty. And she closes the door in his face and he's like, what? Like he's about to be like, wait, actually. I am kind of enjoying Rusty in this episode. Like it's he, funny. You know, he's funny in this episode. He didn't bother me. I felt like it was kind of like, he didn't come off like I if he had taken Beaver's advice and truly tried to juggle them I would have been more burnt out but I do feel like it was although sometimes we hate on him for this it was very earnest that he genuinely didn't know what to do yeah yeah Yeah, for sure oh (laughs) yeah and he keeps being like I I would understand that yeah (laughs) (laughs) I do get that oh Catherine So now we're back at the campsite and Cappy goes to check on Casey in the tent. um, And he like still does not understand why it's such a big deal. And they're just going round and round. And it's like, you're not listening. Like, you know why she's told you why, and you don't want to hear it. So like, then stop asking, then don't check on her then if you're not going to like have anything else to say she's being so clear like you said he just doesn't want her he doesn't want to hear her answer because it will require something of him and he would rather just kick the can down the road yeah and then they get interrupted by um april playing the pan flute outside the tent and he's (laughs) like is your mom playing physical on the pan flute which i laughed out loud in the 80s reference yeah and he's like yeah she is like I think she thinks we're gonna like have sex in here um and Casey's like look I love you and I want to be with you but like I don't see how that can happen if you don't ever graduate and use your potential which like it's not clicking in like it's like putting a square peg into a, a round hole it's not going into his brain um and Cappy's like well here we are again you want me to change and I don't want to and Casey's like which that it's like oh that is just like kind of gut-wrenching in the way where it's like yeah like that really is what it is and he is not gonna meet you halfway he's not gonna meet you a quarter of the way he's not gonna do it even though we thought he was And Casey's like, what is wrong with growing up? And it's so clear that he's like seeing his parents in this moment and 
it, like he doesn't they didn't grow up he doesn't know what it looks like and he's like yeah, yeah just doesn't even have those models. So Dale's in the ZBZ kitchen baking cookies and Calvin walks in with Evan trailing behind him. And he's like, this is the person that you need me to help. I'm not helping. <laughs> um, and Evan's like, what about some Christian charity? And Dale was like, that's not the kind of Christian I am. I believe in the scary God. <laughs> <laughs> And um, then he quickly changes his tune when he realizes that the target is going to be Rebecca. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I will definitely help you get back at Rebecca. He has a beef with Bex. Um, and he's like, okay, I'm going to create a diversion. And he shouts out um, snickerdoodles in the kitchen and no one comes. And then he shouts low carb snickerdoodles in the kitchen and the girl's Pile in immediately. Like, what um, does that even mean? A low carb? I well, they're not anyway. What is yeah. it? Windflower <laughs> and stevia. <laughs> and so then Evan and Calvin like bolt for Rebecca's room, and they're going through her stuff. Um, and Dale is like, or Calvin texts Dale that they need more time. They're looking, and Evan finds the necklace, and they're about to leave. And then he sees a little like ticket from their first date on her mirror. And he's like, clearly thinking it's a sign. He's like, Whoa. she saved the print, uh, Princess Bride ticket stuff. Yeah, he's like, you. Wow. And Calvin's like, whatever, please come because on. Because when they first go into the room, Calvin is like, "Whoa!" Like I didn't realize that Rebecca was a minimalist. And Evan says, "You don't need when you have no soul. You don't crave the comfort of sentimental knickknacks." Oh my god, I didn't <laughs> catch that. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like when he sees this, he's like, oh, she must have really given a shit. Yeah, she does have a soul. She has a heart after all. So Laura then um, comes into the kitchen at this point and tells Dale in like a really seductive way that there's a mess in the uh, eating room that needs to be cleaned up. And like, he files out very quickly to follow her, like, implying that they're hooking up which like okay I'm here for um love that match kind of balancing each other out Rusty bursts into I think it's the ZBZ house right that's where we are versus mm -hmm. the ZBZ house and um he tells Ashley that he thinks he made a mistake and maybe Catherine is the better match and Ash is like oh my God, maybe I got this totally wrong. And Dana's not the underdog. Catherine's also the underdog, just like Molly Ringwald um, in the breakfast club, who despite being hot has low self-esteem. Um, so she's like, well, now we need to fix this. And she's really confusing Rusty, like much more than he can handle at this point. Um, and so they're like, gonna come up with some solution here god knows what some of those ideas could have been yeah like all of her ideas in this episode are just coming straight from 80s rom-coms yeah all just some john hughes plug and play so now um casey tells april like in kind of a one-on-one -on -one somewhere in the woods um that she and cappy are in a fight um and april is like you are the most important person to Cappy right now. Like 
you're his family. You like need to kind of, she's kind of like fix this. Um, and she's ex explaining that since they move so much while he was a kid, he has a hard time bonding and the KT house is where he's lived the longest, which is like, okay, we understand why, but it still isn't like, okay for him to be acting this way. Yeah. I think that's kind of a stretch for saying like the KT house is like his most stable home. Therefore right. he has to stay there forever. Right. And she's like, you and those KT boys are his new family, which is a kind of a lot to put on a like 21, 22 year old girl. Yeah. Um, who like is about to graduate and also wants to pursue a career of her own. Yeah. Right. And then April's like, and thank you so much for being a good sport. Like I can really tell that camping is not your thing. Um, and Casey's like, yeah, the problem kind of is that a lot of my things are not his thing either. Um, and she's like, well, listen, you are going to really need to be there for him because we brought him here to let him know that Tobias and I are splitting up. And Tobias, we find out, is telling Cappy right now as they speak. Um, and then we find out that they were never even married. And she's like, yeah, we've just been fighting a lot lately. Um, I want to stay in Maine. Tobias wants to go to Boston. So we're just going to split up. And she was like, and the thing is, once we decided that we stopped fighting, once we realized it was over. And she's like, and not all relationships are meant to last forever. And it's kind of like, okay, but in this same breath, you're telling Casey to like, get over the fighting and be there for him and then being like relationships aren't forever and if you're fighting don't hold on to it I love that his mom can treat everyone else like an adult except for her own son well classic <laughs> that is pretty classic it's also like that's a lot to put on her too like we're not gonna tell you that we want you to come with us be uh, like because we're about to tell Cappy that we're getting we're splitting up no. Why would she want tell Casey to come at all? Yeah, and also, um, why are you having this conversation with his girlfriend that you met once? Yeah, like, she why is she involved in the conversation with Kathy? At all. Yeah, this is super weird. It's super inappropriate. Not cool. So now we're at the Dobbler's party. It's in full swing. Evan is chugging some more cheap beer. And then he and Calvin cheers to the closing of the Rebecca Logan chapter, which clearly for Evan is not, at least the lock is not on the door. Um, and then Calvin is looking at him and he's like, so you're obviously still thinking about that ticket stub. <laughs> and uh, he's like, look, just go find another girl to talk to, or just go find another girl. And Evan's like, I don't want to just go find another girl. And he's like, just go at least talk to someone. And so then they spot Catherine at a bar table playing connect for alone. Um, and Calvin is like, oh, how about Catherine? And I realized halfway through this scene, I was like, well, now hang on, Calvin, because you're friends with Rusty too. And you know that you just had, he just had a thing with her and you don't even know that it's over. Like he didn't know it was over until this morning. Why are you doing that? Calvin is not being great this episode. Compared to others, though, it's not as noticeable, but there are these no. little things where it's like, no, hold on. 
Rebecca is your friend and you just encouraged him to rob her, burglarize her home. And Rusty is your, I would say, best friend. And you're telling Evan, his arch enemy, to go talk to his, this girl he was dating. It's an interesting choice and it yields interesting results for sure. Exactly. Um, so Evan goes up to her and he's like, Hey, are you having fun? And she's like, my instinct was to say no, but I'm trying to be more of a people person. Um, and her hair looks so good. It looks amazing here. Um, and he's like, Oh, okay. Can I buy you a drink? And she says, yes. And so he goes to the bar and this is the same time when Rusty and Ashley walk in to go find Catherine. And then Ashley realizes immediately, she's like, oh my God, I forgot to put on my costume, which we don't even realize because she's already wearing like such eccentric clothes. She's wearing fingerless gloves, suspenders, (laughs) and like a bright blue off the shoulder shirt. And Rusty says, really? And then she just pulls like her shirt down a little bit more and makes a makeshift love shack music video costume. I love Ashley. I know she's great. So then Rusty spots Catherine. um, And so they go in, Ashley's on his heels, kind of standing back a little. um, And she's like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? And he's like something off book. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So Rusty arrives to the table um, and she, he starts to like, kind of say something, but right as he gets there, Evan shows up with the drinks and rusty and then in the foreground ashley watching this all happen both say at the same time the preppy jackass <laughs> and this riles evan up immediately he's like what did you just call me which it is like that's coming in strong with that yeah and he already hates rusty yeah and then calvin sees this and like is coming over to interject and he's like be cool be cool like can you and he tells rusty he's like he just broke up with rebecca can you like be cool he says Um, to back off yeah i like it's wild and so then rusty drops he goes oh you broke up with rebecca i guess you found out that she slept with a fever and my jaw dropped oh my god it was such a good beaver reveal and Evan loses his mind he's disgusted and he's like beaver he can hardly stand up straight and then Rusty says well Rebecca didn't think so and Evan blacks and socks Rusty in the face again it was a weak pop though it was just kind of like a it, over. Yeah, it looked it it looked really fake to me though. Did you would you agree? I I wasn't buying it. I didn't notice, but Rusty fell to the ground. Yeah. He did well, fall. of course. Rusty would fall to the ground if a, if a strong Ohio wind blew. I'm just like Evan, stop assaulting Rusty. He, he can't. Like as soon as he sees Rusty, rage bubbles up inside of him. Um, so then Catherine approaches Rusty, who is icing his eye at the bar. And I would say, maybe go home, Rusty. Like, <laughs> maybe call it a night. I don't know. You need to ice this at the bar. And I'm like, where the hell is Dana? Also, I thought she might be at this party. Well, we don't find out until later what happened there. Um, and so Catherine um was like, so 
I'm curious what you were coming up to talk to me about. And she has kind of like a hopeful glimmer in her eye. Um, and she, he's like looking at her and it clearly dawns on him that they aren't the match. And he was like, oh, I was just going to say, hi, happy 80s, which I mean, yeah, wh whatever. Like, don't like, it, it would just, I don't know, made me feel sad for her. And she's like, oh, okay. And just walks away. Yeah. So then Ashley comes over to Rusty. Um, and she's like, Evan is such a jerk. And he's like, or he says Evan's a jerk, but he did stop me from making a mistake. He's like, when I looked into Catherine's eyes just now, I knew Dana was the right move. And he's like, Dana inspires me and she's proud of who she is. Um, and it's also good to hear because at the beginning of this episode, I was like, I'm not even like understanding why Rusty likes Dana. Like we've never seen him like express like interest in her. So I'm mm -hmm. glad that we got to like over that hurdle and like understand to why he does like her. He gives like a pretty cute speech like about why. Yeah, it's nice. And then Ashley's like, oh, is that from uh, Adventures in Babysitting? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he's like, but Dana broke our date for tonight anyway. Um, no, he broke the date with her. Oh, Dana did. Dana texted and broke the date. So we find out that they weren't going to be hanging out tonight anyway. Um, and Ashley and Rusty had left her voicemail um, about the Catherine situation, which is like, <laughs> why did you leave that in a voicemail? Um, and Ashley has another 80s movie idea. Um, and so they leave and then we see Catherine reading alone still at Dobbler's and this man in a business casual suit is looking at her perfect match. Yeah, I was like, who is this? Just some other amalgam perhaps. Um, maybe he's in like a business frat. He like points her and she goes, moi? <laughs> um, now we're back at this cursed campsite and Casey approaches Cappy who's sitting at the fire and she tells him, you know, she's so sorry about the his parents splitting. And he's like, man, all the signs were there today. They were hardly making out in front of me. Um, I should have known. <laughs> um and Casey's like I'm sorry that I tried to change you and I'm not going to do that anymore um and I want to just accept you for the way you are and we can worry about graduation in May and I was like kind of confused at this point and then we kind of get some clarity like in, an, in another scene um because in this moment, I was like, I guess I'm glad that there's resolve, but it doesn't seem like a good call for Casey because we know that this doesn't work for her. But then we find out a little bit more later. So now back on CRU's campus, Rusty is holding up a boom box outside of Dana's dorm. Um, but then we realize they like forgot to bring music. So he's just holding the boom box. <laughs> um, it's the radio and, and then like it switches to an ad. Yeah. yeah. It's like not going smoothly at all. Um, and then Dana walks up to him and she's like, what are you doing here? Um, and she like didn't hear Rusty's voicemail about Catherine. It was like bad reception. So she didn't even know that he was saying like, Catherine is who I want to date. 
he says, did you get my message? Or no, she, he says something about the message. She's like, yeah, about the captions. Yeah, I think captions are a good choice. You said you picked, you decided you want captions. Like, I think that's a good, but there was static. So I only heard that part. Yeah. And so he, she's like, captions for the diagrams on the lab, like on the project. Like, perfect. And he's like, Ugh. He's like, what a perfect accident that you thought that. How to Get Away with Murder, starring Rusty Cartwright. And so Ashley is also watching from behind the bushes, like very Kim K style. I was just going to say that. We got to put it. I'll Photoshop her face onto that meme. Do it. And um, then they have their first kiss and it's like really quite awkward, but I guess appropriate for them. So now Casey is back at the ZDZ house and she walks into her room um with ash and and she's groaning and ashley's like oh like how'd it go and she was like you know i finally woke up um and she was like and ashley's kind of confused what she's talking about um and she's like you know what i got comfortable at the campsite once i finally decided that i'm gonna let it go And Ashley's like, oh, okay, that's like good that you're feeling that way. And she's like, yeah, we're not fighting anymore, me and Cappy. Um, And we're just not built to last. And she says that they work in college, but not anywhere else. And so now we realize that Casey has independently come to this decision. Cappy doesn't know that she's like gonna break up with him at the end of college if like that at the end of graduation if there's no resolve made there but it's just a way to like stop the fighting like April said about Tobias and Ashley is like kind of grasping at straws here trying to find an 80s movies that has a resolution to a similar situation and Casey's like it's okay we aren't a movie we're a short story but a really good one. And so then, sad. I know it is sad. And I Ashley, didn't like that. That made me feel sad. I know it was a sad ending, but I liked that they were there for each other and were having that moment, especially since they were fighting a few episodes before. Yeah. But it's, it is sad. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it, the dynamic kind of continues to shake out in the last few episodes of the season because Cappy thinks he like I don't want to say won but like kind of thinks he won it's just like are you that emotionally unintelligent yes I know he couldn't understand he kept saying I don't understand after she's walked him through bullet point one it's also like if the girlfriend that you love your claim to love says I don't feel safe in this relationship because of like what you're choosing to do or not do or just the fact that you will not have this actual conversation because he won't even go through the process of the conversation like he won't even have the conversation to the extent of like this is what our relationship would look like if I actually stay in college forever like this is how it would work he won't even go there so it's like if she's saying that to you like I don't know it's just he's just so many steps behind her and He's really proven himself not to be the person that I thought was. <laughs> uh, I know every with every episode, I feel more and more confident in my um, team, Evan. <laughs> when you see Evan sneaking into that room and stealing that necklace, you're like, that's my man. Yeah. 
That's fun. <laughs> um, punching Rusty in the face. Yeah. Like, Wallowing at the bar. The more that you say. Exactly. Um, okay, let's start with winners. My winner is Ashley. Yeah. She's there for Casey and Rusty. And she's yeah. the vibes elite. Like she was like, she ran with a theme, which we love and was just being supportive and was even able to like be somewhat subjective in Rusty's situation when she was like unhappy at first hearing what he was doing and helped him like navigate it as best as we could expect a 19 year old KT to do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll say Casey, not fully, but I'm glad at the end that she came to like some kind of resolve, even though he wouldn't yeah. give it to her. And like proud of her for being like strong enough to walk away from that relationship. It, like you're only like 21, and that's like the love of your life at that point. And to say, like, I'm going to be okay with like leaving this behind because it doesn't suit me instead of like trying to bend your life to fit into his when he's not giving you anything is very big of her. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do. And she's like, she's choosing her future. Mm -hmm. She's choosing future Casey. I was going to say Casey too. I think honorable mention goes to Dale for uh, helping Mm -hmm. like, you know, with the subplot, the scheme, Assisting um, in the breaking and entering. I mean, he did assist with Evan having the realization that Rebecca kept the Princess Bride ticket stuff, <laughs> which maybe that will come back to us somehow. I'm sure it will. Daily, and for maybe having like sort of a steamy side situation going on, or not side, main course, who knows? And for also making some low carb sugar cookies or whatever, snickerdoodle cookies. <laughs> Yeah, if we have our um our a finale episode live, we should bake low carb snickerdoodles. Yes, let's just bake regular snickerdoodles and just call them low carb snickerdoodles. I guess like I love snickerdoodles. That's like my favorite cookie. I do too. They're so good. You know what's so good? Like a snickerdoodle ice cream cookie sandwich with like cinnamon vanilla ice cream. There used to be this place by where my parents live and I was obsessed with it and they made ice cream sandwich cookies and they were always warm and I would get the Mm -hmm. snickerdoodle and then I would get chocolate and then I would get rainbow sprinkles that was my like go-to cookie it was literally the best thing I've ever had like I my gosh you're making me so hungry or Diddy Reese on UCLA and those were cheap they were really cheap cheap. the cookies were like under a dollar Mm-hmm. good fresh baked cookies Thomas I don't know if you've ever been to UCLA's campus but um I have a- actually I did a tour there oh well maybe you you'll got- never guess who I ran into when I was on a tour there Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Anna Sophia Rob <gasps> you're kidding I'm not kidding I when we were in high school there, so I went up and said hi to her I was like hi but I was like it's funny that of all people I'm running into on this tour all roads lead back to Anna Sophia Rob Wait, so she was just on the same campus tour? Yeah, we were on the same, it, we were on the same campus tour. Like I was on a tour and my whole family was there. And then I think she was just on a separate tour or just like touring on her own. Like, I think she might've just been with like a friend or something. Your lives are like woven together. No, <laughs> dare I say invisible string vibes? Wait, did we say losers? No, no. we got sidetracked. <laughs> um, losers, where do we begin here? So I was gonna say Evan, 
but then I was like, I put Evan as my loser two or three times in a row at this point. So I did the pivot then to Cappy for being a stubborn man child. I'm so thankful that you took Cappy because I've been saying Cappy. So you know what? I'll take Evan. Yeah. Time to switch it up a little. For wallowing in self-pity. Also, like you finally admitted that it was really actually on you. And Rebecca didn't cheat on you. He keeps saying she cheated. She cheated. Like if we're talking semantics, she didn't. And then punching Rusty because Rebecca slept with Beaver. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Evan. I'm going to go with Evan too. I think the punch is really what got me. I was like, seriously, like we've now seen him like hit him with a paddle. Ow. Punch him. Did he punch? Was that the second time he punched him? No. No, I don't think he, I think. I think that was his second physical. Yeah, it's his second. Act of physical violence against Rusty though. Yeah, I do. I do want to give an honorable mention to both April and Tobias for being shitty parents, and to Calvin for acting crazy this episode. Yeah, Calvin was a little off, off kilter. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on this on this fun rom down 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 memory memory lane. lane.